Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's Today's wisdom. Today's title is Activate Grace, right? We talked a little bit yesterday um, about what happens when our sight fails and understanding um, that we're, you know, when our sight fails us, it's not because of something that we've done or because we're out of place. It's, It's about a transformation that's taking place, and we touched a little bit on Paul's, right, on Paul's transformation on the road to Damascus and how, you know, he was taken through that, I like to call that sight, uh, what, it, what I, I got to look at my notes, what I called it, sight-failing transformation, that's what I called it, yeah, so that sight-failing transformation that Paul went through, and it was amazing as I was continuing to prepare for today, um, another one of my Bible favorites, Peter, also went through what I call a sight-failing transformation. So we'll look at him today um, as we talk about how to activate grace because there is a participation required on our end. So we saw yesterday with Paul, Paul was put in a position that basically his self-righteousness, right, his pride, all of those things was taken because he was physically brought to be blind, right? And that is because that's how God could get his attention, right, to bring him to a place of humility where he would receive what God was doing and how God wanted to use him in that next season of his life, right? And so it's not always where we're going to have those moments that we lose our physical sight. Right, And I talked yesterday about our spiritual sight where we can't seem to see God. We're not seeing, quote, unquote, the blessings of God and the favor of God on our lives. It just looks like everything everywhere is a struggle and a fight and all is breaking loose. And we can sometimes feel like, well, God's not there. But those are those spiritual moments of blindness because God is trying to take us from where we're not depending on seeing the manifestation of his presence, but trusting in his word, trusting in his promise, trusting in who and what he said he is and what he said he will do because he doesn't change his mind. He's not human like us, right? So today we're going to look at Peter, right? Peter's sight-failing transformation. So in Matthew 16 and 16, we see, and Peter was my favorite because, one of my favorites, right? Because I Peter's uh, realness is what I call it. He was able to be fully who he was. You know, Peter was a cursor. Peter was a fighter to cut you all. Like Peter was just that one, and he was the one that was never afraid to say what he knew. Right? We we can see that in Matthew sixteen and sixteen, Peter was the first to really identify Jesus as the Son of the Living God. Right? We you can go and read that exchange and what uh, Jesus then ends up telling him. So you would be shocked to know um, that if he was the first to identify him as the son of the living God, Peter was also the first that Christ told you would deny me, right? When he goes to Matthew 26, uh, verses 33 through 35, 
and verses 69 through 75. Peter actually denies Christ Jesus, tells him you're going to do it three times before the rooster crows. And in fact, he does exactly that. When the pressure gets on, Peter does exactly that. But Peter was also the one, when they came to get Jesus right before that, who cut the man's ear off, right? So you're like, Peter, what what is going on with you, you know? Uh, but But Peter's realness and his love for Jesus was so real, but it was as sometimes we are, right? We find ourselves, it can be where we haven't fully matured, right? And so God has to take us all through that maturity process. So if you never get nothing else out of any of their stories, know that they didn't start off doing everything the way God wanted it done. They were not perfect. And even after their transformation, they still weren't perfect, but they had a power of grace that they lived under, right? And we're going to get to that, right? They activated their grace for living in this world. So we see Peter goes through all this. Peter was the first to reveal that Jesus was the son of the living God. He actually denied Christ, right, three times. And he also then, uh, which is real key, there is going to be a place where once Jesus' resurrection takes place, some scriptures, Mark, uh, I believe, is one book that refers to an angel that does it and so forth. But either way, there's a message when the women go to the tomb looking for Jesus' body that says specifically, they do say go tell the others, but there is specific where they call Peter's name specifically, and that is essential, Right? Because that is his, similar to what Ananias was told to go do for Paul, right? Ananias was told to go to Paul and go do this. So these women were told to go to Peter and the others, right, and tell them, and tell them where they were going to meet Jesus. And so Peter, um, and in John, if you look in John chapter 21, it says that Peter was actually the first of the disciples to arrive at the tomb. So you see right here, this is where his sight is being restored, right? Because he goes to see that Christ is truly risen, who he had identified as the son of the living God. It was real. So where he had went blind after that denial and he had went away and he was basically in hiding and he repented and cried, he had the opportunity now to have his sight restored, and at that moment of his restoration of his sight, then when they do see Jesus, Jesus then is going to ask him three times, because this is, this is a clear picture of salvation for us, right? Because what the enemy did in the Garden of Eden had to be done, or, or I won't say duplicated, but it had to be undone through the same method. Right? So that's what happened with Christ. It's the same method that came. So we see the same method of Peter's denial being reflected because Jesus is going to ask him three times, do you love me? Three times. And once he answers for the third time, he then instructs Peter to feed his sheep. He tells Peter and gives Peter an order because at that moment he has been fully restored. His sight Transform, his sight-failing transformation is now complete, just like Paul's was, right? And so now he's sent out and given his marching orders and given the orders to go about doing what God has called him to do. And if you continue to read on over in Acts and read the story of Peter, you see that once Peter was restored, he began to deeply embrace 
the grace of God. And that's what we're talking about when we activate our grace, is embracing the grace of God for our living and to become powerful yet tender leaders that the Lord has called us to be, right? That's what Peter reflected because he was able now because of the grace of God, not because of his own self-sufficiency that he once walked in, right? If you go look at the previous things, when he cut the ear off, when he was always ready, that was his own self-control, his own self-sufficiency, his own ability to say, oh, Jesus, I won't deny you. I'll never do that. I'll even die with you. You got to go read it because I'm telling you, Peter put himself out there. But it, 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 it reminds us of how we can get so cocky in what we know about God, right, and how we know him and what we've seen him do before that we miss that he's doing something new. And we can oftentimes, especially if we read scripture through, through different lenses, even lenses of condemnation, we often look at this as a condemnation on Peter. But it wasn't. It was just a journey Peter had to take, just like Paul had to go the road of Damascus. That's his path. That was his journey. We all got our own journeys because of the character traits and the abilities and the, the, the family uh, 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 makeup and histories of which God birthed us into this world that we have to go through. So there's certain things that we have to deal with to get our attention, to get us in that place where God can speak to us on a deeper level, right? So you can't never really compare your journey to somebody else's, but you can look for the similarities in what God is doing because God is consistent. He don't never change. So you see those similarities with that sight transforming, sight uh, failing transformation with Paul and Peter. He put them in places where they were isolated by themselves. He caused what seemed to be a moment of despair or darkness to fall on them. In Paul's position, he actually lost his physical sight. In Peter's, his spirit, his soul became dark, right? Because he cried. He couldn't believe that he had actually done this terrible thing of denying Christ, right? So you, you, you can see the similarities because that's how consistent God is. But what you have to pay attention to in both cases is that God's grace prevailed because it's God's grace and the activation of his grace. Because when Peter took the word of the women and he went forth, Peter could have sat in his misery and his despair and his own self-pity and be like, oh, no, I don't want to go. He can't, they can't be sinning for me. Because he'd have remembered the old. Do y'all see what I'm saying? He'd have been remembering, oh, I denied Christ. You can't be sending me. He can't be, they can't be telling me to come. Right? That's our own self-righteousness where we get what we think, oh, I got to condemn myself. No, you got to learn how to activate grace in your life. Because God has already created that channel for you to reconnect with him relationally through Jesus Christ. And when you are a believer and you are saved and your soul is sealed, even when you fall in sinful behavior or actions, God will never tell you that you're not welcome because he will never go back on his word. He can't. We fall away from him. But when you see the same thing that Peter did, Peter went. Peter said, not only am I going, I'm going to get there before y'all get there because I know because his grace was activated. He believed, If he called my name, he got to be calling for me. Right? So you've got to understand that in order to activate grace, there's three things you must do. You must relinquish control over your life. And that control looks in any form of self-pity, self-righteousness, self-condemnation, self-correction, whatever 
you think you know outside of what God has said, let it go. Relinquish that control over your life, okay? Trust in what God has already done. Secondly, you must resist the temptations of Satan because, see, Satan will twist God's words with a little bit of truth, and then he's going to appeal to your desires. He does that. If he sees that you feel a certain way, I just feel sad. I'm sad because I deny Christ. And he's going to be like, yep, you should be sad. You should be sad. Because you did that, because his word told you you would do it, right, didn't he? But what God was doing, what Jesus said to him is, I'm reminding you, Peter, you ain't there yet. It wasn't that he was condemning him or telling him he was no good, and he going to say, no, he didn't call your name, Peter. He just called for the disciples, and he could have made him doubt what God had said when the message came from the woman that he called for you to come. The angel said for Peter and them, right? He didn't say for y'all. He said for Peter and them, right? So then you have to be restored to worship as the priority in your life. You have to restore yourself to worshiping God in everything that you do. You have to go about doing what God has called you to do and honoring him with it, right? So when you relinquish control and you resist the temptation to then want to control your own life, you get restored by worshiping God. That's what Peter did. Peter said, I'm coming wherever you call me. I'm going because you called me. So you are my priority. I'm going to drop whatever I'm doing. I'm going to drop however I'm feeling. I'm going to let all of that go, and I'm going to worship you. I'm going I'm to listen to what your words say. I'm going to come sit at your feet. Right? Because I got to hear from you, and I got to let you pour into me. Right? That's just what Paul did. Paul was put in that position that he couldn't do nothing but relinquish control because he was physically blind. He couldn't do nothing but resist because he ain't had no other desires but his sight. Do y'all see that? And he couldn't do anything but be restored to worship by Ananias because he had to sit at his feet. He couldn't go nowhere. So see, when God is working in our lives, our sight is not because we're being punished. It's because he's bringing us into a higher level of service. And we have to activate our grace. We have to walk in that connection of relationship that he has given us, not because we deserve it, not because we will ever do anything to deserve it, but because he's just that good. We just got to receive it. And we've got to embrace it and let it be the umbrella under which we walk in this fallen world because God has already said that it is so. There's no proof that's needed. There is no confirmation because no, you, he can confirm, but he's, he don't need to confirm it, right, because he said it. He said it, and that has to be enough for us. So our sight-failing transformation does require us to embrace and activate God's grace in our life in order for us to be effective leaders. That's it. So know that if you're in that moment, if it seems like your sight has failed, activate your grace. Go ahead and relinquish control. Resist the temptations and restore worship as a priority in your life and continue to move forward in what God has called you to do, understanding that God's grace is available for his people in our deepest needs and that that same grace that brought us into relationship with God is the same grace that will sustain us in that relationship. Okay, so I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. I hope it has ignited you. I hope it has fueled you to activate your grace. If you have any questions, any thoughts, any 
anything that doesn't seem to be fitting right or you just need an extra level of support, feel free to email us at hello at aaccoworking.com and reach out to us. Activate Grace. We're here to support. We're here to encourage. And we're here to further all of us as leaders so that we can be the leaders that God has called us to be at this time, right now in this world, so that we can focus on his mission. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. You guys have a great and wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.